0: I think uh, most of you know uh, I I have an issue of uh, watch. I I love the Detroit Tigers Uh, and it's painful, uh, as you can imagine, although last night was lovely and of course it was way too late for this fat old man to watch, but one of the things I like to do is collect baseballs signed by Detroit Tigers, uh, past and present. And I almost said future, but that's weird um and you can do it a few ways uh mostly auctions and tradings and such but one of my favorites and every guy who collects baseballs has this story of being at a garage sale and seeing a baseball that's worth some 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 money and uh this happened to me 2 years ago uh that I was at a garage sale and I saw there was a baseball signed by Sparky Anderson and it was $5 now There's two problems here. Uh, One, it's worth more than five bucks. But more than that, he had signed it George Anderson. He only signed about eight of those, and that ball was worth more than my life. Uh, And so I took it to him, the, the the guy running the garage sale, and I said, "Bro, this is worth a lot more than five bucks." And the weirdest phenomena happened. We began to, I don't know if this is a phrase or if I made it up, reverse negotiate. (laughs) I'm like, this is worth about $800. He's like, I don't want it. Okay, but remember the part where it's worth 800 bucks. (laughs) Yeah? I would, like, if you gave me a used toothpaste thing and convinced me it was worth $800, i am keeping the thing, you know. This guy's like, no, just take it. It's $5. And I'm not kidding. This was, like, five minutes. And I was like, I can't do it. My conscience won't let me. Uh, it's worth a lot of money. And he's like, look, I just want it out of my house. Okay, remember the 800 right? This is how it went. And finally he said, look, do you want the ball or not? I'm like, uh-huh, yes, but I'd also like my integrity, you know. And in the end, I'm serious, he took $10 for it. And I felt so guilty for about 30 seconds. <laughs> and now it resides happily in my safe at home. And every once in a while, I open it up, the safe, and I'm like, oh, boo-boo, you know. <laughs> Daddy loves you. That's a true story, and I'm in charge, guys. You know, this is why we have a finance council, right? Uh, you know, Father, pay 10 and walk away, you know. But our gospel today is Jesus doing a reverse negotiation, and I love it. And this is hard. This is a hard homily, right? And I again, please keep in mind, if I only preached on what I had together, I could preach on sin. That's it. But here we go. Jesus is telling you and I, this faith we share, it's worth everything. And our answer to Jesus is, will you take five bucks? Yeah? That's what he's telling us. This faith that we do right here, right now together, is worth everything. And our answer to Jesus is, what's the minimum? What's the minimum I can give you? And he's reminding us today, he wants it all. He wants all of you. I have no doubt that you love the Lord. There are better things to do. No, there's not. There are more fun things to do on Sunday morning. My favorite would be sleeping in. But you said, some part of you, Jesus is worth this. Jesus is worth this. He's worth so much more than. When I was at MSU, and you notice all priests today are wearing green and white in honor of state. (laughs) Um, One of my ways to minister was to wear my cassock and simply walk around cat campus. It's a powerful thing for people. You know, a fat man in what looks like a black dress, yeah? But I stood out, and that was my goal. And there were group kids would approach me all the time. And there were the, I don't know what to call them, but one foot in Catholics, you know? And, and that's the, everything has fallen apart, I better get to church yeah and then it's convenient i go when it's not convenient i don't and they would come up to me and ask for prayers and i loved that i loved praying with them there were the all-in catholic kids right there's a ton of them on that campus right we and and they would just with childlike joy run across some yard to grab me and hug me and i loved that too there were the angry atheist kids, right? They read a, a Hitchens or Dawkins book and thought they found something new, you know, and couldn't wait to argue. And then they find out every argument they have is not new and is pretty easily answerable, just not in a sound bite. There were the Protestant kids, who some of whom wanted to convince me I wasn't Christian, right? There were all kinds of people who would approach me and want to talk, or pray, or argue. And that was ministry. I'll tell you what, that'll keep you busy. But here's the thing, one kind, are the group I call that would always approach me, and they didn't really want to talk as much as they wanted to tell me something. And here's what it came down to. Quote, I want you to know I'm spiritual, but not religious. Now, if you're like, what does that mean? Well, it's a Latin phrase for I don't want accountability. Yeah, that was kind of funny, guys, yeah. It sounds so lovely. I'm spiritual, but not religious. But it's kind of typical of our self-obsessed culture. Well, uh, as one kid said to me, and this was really funny, he said, you know, I quit going to Mass because it's boring. And my usual response is, I do, and I tell kids, you're boring, and I still talk to you, you know. uh, (laughs) If you've ever taught high school or college, you know, and I love them, but they're boring. Yeah, I sit in class. You know, you're boring, I still teach. Yeah, But I think this was the Lord. Because I could just see in him, there was a great love. And so I said, and again, I'm not smart enough to think this up. That's why I think it was the Holy Spirit. I said to him, I got to ask you, brother, would you die for Jesus? Yes, I would. And I said, I believe you. He doesn't need you to die for him. Will you be bored for Jesus? Will you be bored for Jesus? Because maybe, right, just maybe in this sacred, beautiful place, doing this sacred, beautiful thing, maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's not about you being entertained or not entertained. Maybe it's about God. And maybe in these beautiful moments where God pulls us out of our self-obsession Something powerful happens inside of us. I believe you would die for Jesus. He doesn't need you to. He needs you to be bored for him. To tell him, you're worth this, Lord. You are worth this. Because whatever love we say we have for God, and this is really the painful linchpin, it's just words until we back it up with sacrifice we show how deeply we love by our willingness to sacrifice. And if we don't sacrifice, we don't love. He proved it. In case you you forgot this one, as Jesus said it, there's no greater love than this, than to lay down your life for your friends. And he's not just using a phrase that says to die for. That's why it doesn't say to die for. It's to put you aside for them. Are you willing to put you aside to obey God? Are you and I willing to put what we want aside for our heavenly father? And if we're not, well, then we don't love him. And it's time to get busy in our hearts and ask God to heal that thing in us. What are you willing to sacrifice for Jesus? That's what he wants to know today. I do believe most of us would die for him. How many of us will live for him? And say, you're worth my best, not my leftovers. My best. One of the things people will ask me, how much should I give my church? And I always say, $10 million dollars. Right, because all I need is one person to go, all right, you know, and check (laughs) me. It's not worked yet, just so you know. Keep plugging away. No one won the lottery last night here? Shoot, you weren't praying hard enough. Uh, What's it worth to you? That's what I always ask. Well, I don't know. What is it worth to you? That's what you should Give. C.S. Lewis has this great standard, and I love this. He said, I try to make sure I give enough away every week where I notice it, but it doesn't damage me. Where I notice, okay, I gave, I actually sacrificed. So for here, what's this worth to you? What we do together, the feeding of the poor, the worship of our God, the education of our children, all of that. And when it comes to God himself, what is he worth to you? Is he worth more than anything? Then we got to show him. So that's our challenge today. I wish I had one of those wonderful words from Jesus where he's just like, oh, I love you. I love you too, right? No, today he kind of punches us in the face. And he says, I don't need your words about love. I need your sacrifice. So let's accept the challenge. We're about to receive the sacrifice. God giving himself to us in the form of bread. Why? Because he's got nothing better. That's all he is. All the humility and power of our God wrapped into a tiny little host. It's powerful. And as we receive him, let's pray for the grace to sacrifice for him. Let's pray for the grace, not just to be ready to die for him, but to live for him. Amen? Okay.